This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. Hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. You can take part in a variety of ways. You can dial us up. You can tweet. You can also just watch or listen if you like to. You can watch on Peacock all three hours absolutely free. Download the app. Our great radio affiliates around the world. Our chat row. And if you'd like to email, you can. DP at DanPatrick.com. Twitter, handle at DP Show. If you want to order the DP Show calendar, go to DanPatrick.com whilst, whilst supplies last. Coming up, we'll talk to Jay Billis. Is the NCAA tournament, March Madness, going to be in a bubble in Indianapolis? The entire tournament. No regionals. It'll be everything all included, one-stop shop in Indianapolis. We'll also talk to Adrian Wojnarowski. The uh, Woj bomb expert with uh, James Harden possibly on his way to Brooklyn. Chris Paul is going to Phoenix. We'll talk about some of the moves that have been made, will be made, or should be made. That'll be coming up. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. McLevin is uh, going to have a poll question. we got a play of the day. we got a stat of the day as well. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to hear from Kirk D. Cousins. We might. Fritzy says that the Vikings are efforting Kirk D. Cousins after the big win last night, it's a tradition. Every time he wins a Monday night game, Kirk D. Cousins usually joins us on the show. Is that right, Todd? That is correct. One for one, we're supposed to be this morning. All right. Vikings beat the Bears 19-13. to We'll have an update on Drew Brees' fractured ribs and collapsed lung. Have that for you coming up as well. The NBA offseason is usually a lot of fun. You have the draft and then you have free agency, and it comes right after the NBA Finals. 
And typically, the NBA owns that stretch of June. You're really, and your competition is baseball. But mid-November, a lot different, a lot more competition. And even if you're not distracted, or we weren't, by football, there's still a lot of storylines to grab onto this week. And you have a trade already with Chris Paul going to the Phoenix Suns. And maybe you get James Harden going to Brooklyn. I don't know if you're going to have big-name free agents hitting the market. And uh, we don't have any idea who these draft prospects are because there was no NCAA tournament. That's usually the coming-out party where we get introduced to somebody and then we fall in love with them. But the college players didn't get a chance to take that stage, so their names never took hold. You know, the real name that we know is LaMelo Ball, but that's basically because of his family, not necessarily because of his play. You got a lot of these players who played overseas, and whoever these guys are, we're going to see them soon enough because the season starts December 22nd. Not a lot of hype this week for the draft. The season will be here soon enough to keep NBA fans quite busy. But the big storyline is James Harden once out of Houston. They built this team around James Harden. Remember James Harden didn't want to play with Chris Paul anymore? And they ship him off to Oklahoma City and uh, send a ton of draft picks with him because, uh, you know, James Harden wanted to play with Russell Westbrook. So Daryl Morey makes the trade, the GM, and then brings in Russell Westbrook. Now... I don't know if Russell Westbrook wants out or they're going to ship him out. And James Harden now wants out as well. So their long-term odds of keeping Harden are rapidly decreasing here. I wonder if you have a style that can keep James Harden there. You know, he's a ball-dominant player, ball hog. And if you want to go to Brooklyn, is he going to be able to get back to maybe his role that he played when he was in Oklahoma City with Kevin Durant? Uh it's hard to go from, I get to shoot as much as I want every single game to, hey, let's move the ball around a little bit. I think winning is the great elixir here. He's 31 years of age. He's looking around to everybody he's playing against, and they're all winning. They've all got titles, and he wants one. Kevin Durant ran into this as well. Oklahoma City looked around. Hey, if I want to be recognized one of the 10 great players of all time, I got to win championships. James Harden is nothing more than what Michael Jordan was when he first started. He was a highlight reel, fun to watch, but there was nothing else attached to it. And I think when Phil Jackson came in and is able to say to Michael, you know, your legacy is going to be just one of the great scorers of all time. Why not be one of the great winners of all time? I don't know if James Harden cares about that. I know Kevin Durant cares about his legacy. I don't know if Kyrie does, uh, but if you're going to put those three together and they understand what their roles are or what they want to play, can they play a Golden State style of offense? Would be my big curiosity there. And we'll talk to Woj about this because I think it looks like a hot mess because you got a new coach, Steve Nash, never coached before. Mike D'Antoni is there on the roster as an assistant coach, and then you're going to bring in James Harden, and you're going to have Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and who's running the team, and it feels like everybody's going to take their turn, and I'm the coach, no, you're the coach, I want to be the coach, who's taking the last shot, all of this. You know, James Harden, you know, he's wanting this, and people make a big deal that he turned down a two-year extension for over $100 million. He's still going to get paid. James Harden has made a half a billion dollars in his career. 
If you look at the Adidas deal that he signed, which is a couple of hundred million dollars, I don't even know what the James Harden shoe looks like. Does anybody? And I know that I'm not in their demo. You're going to bring in a guy for $200 million? I don't know what Adidas gets out of that, but James Harden got paid, and he's going to get paid. Maybe he doesn't get $50 million a year, but he's got a half a billion dollars right now. And maybe he takes a little less. I don't know what Brooklyn is going to give up to get James Harden. Can they give Houston enough to bring him in? Is that the only destination for him? And if I'm the Rockets, I'm not in any hurry to help out James Harden at all. Be like, all right, you want out? Okay, you got two years left with us, James. You help us. How do you help us? Because we got to rebuild this entire system. You got a new head coach coming in. How do you feel if you're Russell Westbrook? James wants you. They're going to trade all these picks. You get there. Oh, Harden wants out now. And then who's going to want Russell Westbrook? A ball dominant and a big salary. And he's not as good a player as James Harden. But last one out of Houston, turn, turn the lights off. Yes, Paul. I got a few NBA questions. All right. First of all, doesn't it feel like Russell Westbrook's going to be playing in China in about two years for $75 million a year? All right, back to this. If you're Chris Paul, why would you want to go play for the Phoenix Suns when you don't have a ring and you're getting older? Where is he going to go? A team that has a better chance to win a title. But who is taking him? I don't know. It just seems like... Well, you've got to give me the destination before... But doesn't Chris Paul have like 18 no-trade clauses where he decides where he goes? Well, he decided to go to Phoenix. Okay. I thought Milwaukee Milwaukee wasn't interested. I think he would have gone to Milwaukee and... So he went to Phoenix for a lifestyle move, do you think? Yes. I'm being serious. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think it's a young team. It's really... To me, it hinges on DeAndre Ayton. If, If he becomes a great player, then they have a chance. They're not winning a title. In the next two years. I mean, they're just not. My next question is, if if the Houston Rockets try to trade James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets, what could the Nets give up that's Harden-worthy? They're not giving up their two-star players. A bunch of B-minus players and draft picks are going to be the 28th, 29th, 30th pick in the draft? Well, you're going to get three starters right away. Karis LeVert is a good player. Spencer Dinwiddie is a good player. Uh, Jackson Allen is a... Good man. I mean, he's a serviceable, high-energy big man. This this reminds me, there was a great trade years ago where I think uh, Phoenix acquired Charles Barkley. Mm. And, and they sent three starters, like Tim Lang, Antonio Tim Lang Perry. and Tim Perry. And they're like, look at the depth that the Philadelphia 76ers have now getting rid of Barkley. How'd that work out for us? Well, you also know that you're going to have to, you're going to lose him at some point now. What do you get in return? I, I think, I'd, I would hold on to Harden. I would just say, all right, you want him? You got to really blow us away here. But if I'm getting three guys who are going to start and I'm going to get some draft picks here, I free up some cap space here as well. I just, I just, if I get rid of Harden, then I might as well get rid of Russell Westbrook. And the fact that the Hornets, Michael Jordan wants Russell Westbrook. If I'm Houston, I'm like, we'll drive him down. We'll hand deliver him down there to uh, the Hornets. If Mike wants him, you can have him. Yes, McLevin. There's a report the Sixers don't want to give up Simmons for Harden. It kind of makes sense. Just age, right? Yeah, I get it. But but if I'm making the move, if now all the I think this came out and the timing of this came out probably from Harden's side is let's see. 
or Houston side. Let's see if we can get somebody else interested here. Because you, if you got two takers for Harden, now we can make the deal even more enticing. But if I'm, if I'm the 76ers, I would still look at James Harden and pair him with Ben Simmons. Because people, I think, look at this and go, oh, Ben Simmons, he doesn't play that style. Ben Simmons is the perfect teammate. He doesn't have to have, he doesn't have to shoot. And, and Joel Embiid wants to shoot. He wants to average 30 points a game. Ben Simmons will do all the dirty work for him. But I go back to, this was a, a, a story about Steph Curry. And Steph Curry was telling people at the All-Star game a couple of years ago that Harden wants to be able to play that team ball. Like he'd love to be in a style and a system that has that, that embraces that, incorporates that. I don't know if you could create that in Brooklyn, but Durant was part of that. And there's part of James Harden that, and James Harden, when he first started out as sixth man in Oklahoma City, was a great off the ball offensive player. He didn't have to have it, but when he got it, he made you pay. I don't know what legacy means to him. I don't know if he cares about this. But it feels like I'm 31. I want to play with these guys. Maybe we have some fun and win a championship here. Durant, Durant wants to be, you know, the greatest player of all time. Like in his mind, legacy is really important. I don't know about Kyrie. But it is fascinating that Steve Nash is just going in there as the head coach. Yes, Seaton. Kyrie feels more like he would be like, you know, legacy is just a construct of other people's <laughs> mind. Why would I limit myself to put myself in the box of other people's minds when I can just live in the stars? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, the earth's flat. Yes, McLovin. That's all good until you tweak your MCL. Mm. I just worry, a, a poll question, are the Nets a favorite if they get those three? Favorite to win it all? Yes. Uh, let me see what happens the rest of you know the offseason here. You know who are the Lakers getting? Um, I nobody's talking about Golden State. I find it I find it fascinating. Or the Miami Heat. Now they haven't done anything. I think what Milwaukee did yesterday they got better. I'm not a big Eric Bledsoe fan. I think that they got better. Drew Holiday is a good player, a two way player for them. Bogdanovich, you know, it, I, it feels like they're doing some things, and I think that it's enough for Giannis to sign that max deal and stay there. I think that's what they're trying to do. It may be something that's not necessarily for now, but it's for the next couple of years that Giannis sees that we have a chance to win. Now, if Brooklyn gets James Harden, Giannis may go, I don't have a chance to win here. Why would I stay here? But I think he's going to sign that max deal and stay in Milwaukee. Yes, he Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and three first-round picks. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's ultimately five first-round picks. Yeah, that's steep. Dang, steep. But George Hill and Bledsoe won't stay in New Orleans. They got too many point guards. I mean, it's still Lonzo Ball's team as a point guard. Yes, McLove. Yeah, when you say Drew Holiday and one of the Bogdanoviches, it just feels like they're adding like more pieces around, but not the right. Like they need a real number two or. Well, Middleton is a number two. He's not a solid number two that you would have on other teams. But you might have maybe a guy who's not a solid number two, but you would have solid threes and fours as well. And I think that's what they're trying to do. Holiday and Bogdanovich to go with Middleton, to go with Giannis. You know, it's, it's a good team. But I don't know if it's a, a good postseason team. There's, you know, the Rockets were great regular seasons. There are certain teams that are great regular season teams. 
get them in a postseason, and then all of a sudden they start to fold in a seven-game series. We've seen that with Milwaukee now back-to-back years. You can lead the league in wins. Can you win when you need to win in the postseason? Do you have that style? And it was so simplistic for Miami. What did Miami do? They basically said to the Greek freak, we're going to set up a wall, and you're not going to be able to do those coast-to-coast or drive whenever you want to. And then all of a sudden, Milwaukee goes, hey, wait a minute. What's going on here? We're not playing the way we normally do. And Miami dusted them off. Yeah, Paulie. One thing I'm fascinated about, if you're the GM and the president and the ownership of the Milwaukee Bucks, do you have a conversation with Giannis and his agent before you make this monster oh, trade? Oh, yes. Well, but does the conversation, is it like, hey, we're about to make this monstrous trade. Will your client be part of this team for the next seven years if we make this monstrous trade? And and how can you trust the the answer? And how can you get an answer? Because if I'm an agent, I'm keeping my options open. If I'm Giannis, I'm keeping my options open. But you're making this trade based on him being there, which is very awkward. I have to include him. If I don't include him, that's worse. But I would want the inclusion to work both ways. Well, no, he's not. I, <laughs> he, he has no reason to say, hey, if you do this, I'm signing. I think that he, for him to sign off on that max deal, he, he has to approve the roster moves. I would. If I'm in his position and you want me to stay, hey, we're thinking of bringing in this guy and this guy. Uh, you know, he might be best friends with Eric Bledsoe or Dante DiVincenzo, who got traded as well. You just want to make sure that you don't upset him and you say, we're surrounding you with people that we think will make us stronger. But I would absolutely do a drive-by with him. Yeah, Paul. It'd be like us having five-year contracts presented to us and you are a free agent. And we ask you, well, you're going to sign a five-year contract. Yeah, sure, why not? Probably. (laughs) And the next thing you know, Randy Scott's hosting this show on a Monday. Yeah, And we're like, us and Rando. If you were that lucky. That'd be great. Yeah. This program brought to you by Built Bar, simply the best tasting protein bar around. It's like dessert. There's 18 amazing flavors, mint brownie, coconut almond, pumpkin, pumpkin, chocolate chip cookie. Uh, You'll taste it and you'll go, wait a minute, this is protein, this is good for you. BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code DP, you get 20% off. Jay Billis will join us. He's also working the draft. Is anybody truly a franchise player? in this draft. And then we'll talk to him about the NCAA tournament to bubbleize the NCAA tournament. And if you're going to do it, the final four was going to be in Indianapolis. And if you've been to Indianapolis, you know, they did a wonderful job with the Super Bowl. You have arenas around there. You can put basketball courts in the RCA dome. You could probably have three courts in there. You could have games going on. I don't know how many fans are going on, going to be able to go in there, but I like the idea. If you're going to be able to go into one place, and if you had other arenas around that you needed, you could do that as well. But uh, we'll talk to Jay Billis. He'll join us uh, coming up. McLevin will have a poll question for us. Uh, we hope to hear from Kirk Cousins a little bit later on as well. Uh, Pat Forty, the great college football writer, on the college coaches who don't get a mulligan based off what's happened with COVID. And there are some big names on that list that don't get a mulligan. Yes, Paul. Uh, by the way, I, I saw some details on the buyout for Will Muschamp in South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> $300,000 a month for 50 months. I'm no math major, but oh, I think that's about $3.2 a year for four years. Oh, wow. Well, well. Good gig. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Take a break. 19 after the hour. Back with Jay Billis right after this in the Dan Patrick Show. 
Cyber criminals often hide malware and emails and they're deceptive emails and they look like real invoices or invites or payment information with a document attached to it. Don't fall prey to it when, you know, they prompt you to click on the enable content or enable editing. But if you do that, the attachment will install malware on your computer. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives this holiday season. You could miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit and bank statements. So get LifeLock, the leader in identity theft protection. What LifeLock will do is detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect that information is being used, they will send you an alert. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock can help you feel warm and protected this holiday season. Save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com. Promo code Patrick. 25% off at lifelock.com. Promo code Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75 
Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This award-nominated program, we don't win, brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. What's the difference between being an AMG skeptic and an AMG believer? A split second, that's what it takes. The time to fire up the ignition, step on the gas, and hear that gutsy engine roar. Go to mbusa.com slash AMG, Mercedes-AMG, driving performance. Jay Billis will be working the... Uh, college draft, the NBA draft coming up uh, tomorrow night. Also wanted to talk to him about the possibility of bubbleizing the entire NCAA tournament in Indianapolis. And Jay joins us now. Jay, let me start with the draft coming up here. Is there that true franchise, you know, driven player talent wise that you can go, we can lock in on that guy and we can build around? Probably not. Uh, there are a couple players that, that I think may fit that description. One is Anthony Edwards of Georgia, although he's not yet a finished product. Uh, his decision-making and defense need to improve. But the other is James Wiseman of Memphis, who only played three games this year before he got in that you know sort of NCAA issue and then wound up saying, I, I've just had enough of this. He, he was supposed to sit out like 12 games after playing the first three. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. and just walked. So we didn't get a chance to see him, but he's still Chris. You know, he's got Chris Bosh type ability, except he's bigger, seven one and seven six wingspan, all that stuff. Um, but they're outside of that, Dan. They're a bunch of really good players and guys that'll be starters in the league and maybe better. But there's no, there aren't any no brainer picks like we've had in past drafts. Have you fallen in love with somebody? I mean, there are a bunch of guys I really like. Um, like I really like Tyrese Halliburton of Iowa State. I really like Isaac Okoro of uh, of Auburn. Um, you know, guys like that. Uh, Onyeka Kongwu of USC, I like a lot. But there, there's nobody like you were asking. I think initially, you know, is there anybody? There, there's nobody like LeBron or Kyrie or something. Where do you go? Okay, he's the number one pick for sure. Will be an All Star. That kind of thing. Um, but there will be players that come out. I'm, I'm positive there'll be players that come out of this draft um, that'll be like Draymond Green or, um, uh, you know, you, you name it. I mean, a bunch of players that have been taken further down in the draft that have turned out to be great, whether it's Clay Thompson. Uh, there are a whole bunch we could we could go down and name a 15th pick that we were probably saying at the time. Well, you know, it could be a starter and maybe better, but we weren't we weren't sure. The reaction to LaMelo Ball if he's not LaMelo Ball and he's just another name, do we have a different reaction to him this high in the draft? Uh, maybe. I mean, I know he drags in some of the stuff with his dad a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit of baggage there for some people. But my thing with him, Dan, is is he's ultra talented uh, as a, a ball handler, passer. Um, you know, he's got positional size and length and all that but he doesn't guard anybody and he doesn't shoot it. And those are kind of big deals. And he hasn't finished a season in a long time either. So he's not had a normal sort of existence for a player that does. That's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just a data point. 
Um, but he's one of those guys that you're going, Hey, could be, could be really good. And then, but could be less than that. Um, like, I don't think he's going to, you know, get in the league and not, not be a good player, but, but I think if you're going to go one, two or three, you have some pretty high expectations. How do the ball boys not be able to shoot? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, I know you're, you've always been a great shooter and, um, but you know, there are, there are guys that can't can't shoot and and you know Lonzo's guy my thing has been why can't somebody fix their mechanics to the point where um you know like if the shot's not going in then I think you gotta you gotta fix the mechanics like Reggie Miller is a, a like an, an example of you know you you wouldn't have you wouldn't have taught Reggie to shoot that way you know with his elbow out and all that stuff it's not classic form damn thing went in every time so you're not gonna or jamal wilkes like nobody would have told jamal wilkes like you need to wrap it around your head before you shoot it but it went in every time so you're not messing with that um but if it doesn't go in i think you have to mess with it and for those guys ball doesn't go in enough and actually lonzo was a better shooter than lamello uh lamello's got a lower release and it doesn't go in near the rate that lonzo's went in but you got leangelo the other ball brother who all he does is shoot. He has a great shot. He has, you know, great range there. I just, it's just kind of baffling that, you know, the dad who was there when Naismith, uh, you know, put up the basket, the peach basket, didn't teach his kids how to shoot, you know, just a normal jump shot here. I'm amazed. Yeah, it's not just on him. I think it's on the game. I don't know. Like, it's almost like... Uh... Uh, it's almost like shooting uh, was like the golf swing used to be years ago where you didn't mess with it, you know, that, that it was something that you, you left alone and uh, just more repetition and, and I'll, I'll get better. But I, I do think there's a mechanics thing to it, um, but especially if it doesn't go in. I mean, the best shooting coach I've ever been around is Chip England, who happened to be a teammate of mine at Duke my, my freshman year. He was a senior and uh, just got a great way about him of teaching, teaching shooting. Uh, but there aren't a lot of guys that feel comfortable out there teaching it, and that, that's unfortunate, especially the lower levels. Minnesota's got the number one. Does Minnesota keep the number one pick? I don't know. I mean, there's going to be – seems like there's going to be more trade activity in this draft, but, you, you know, you've been through this drill more than me. You know, you always hear about how many trades there are going to be, and then there there aren't a ton on draft day. And other, other years, you don't hear as much, and there are a bunch of trades – so, uh, you know, look, unless you're in love with somebody, it makes sense to trade back, but it, it's, it's only if you can get who you want. And then what are you going to get in exchange for the pick? My sense is in this year's draft, if you've got the number one pick, you, you, you use it. Um, and if, uh, like, you know, I don't know if they, if, if the uh, Timberwolves like um, Anthony Edwards or James Wiseman or LaMelo Ball, whatever it is, but it seems like there's a consensus that those are the top three picks what order they go in, we'll see. But but I think I think uh, Edwards is the best overall prospect with his skill level, uh, his body, his athleticism. Uh, he has the chance to be the best player. Doesn't mean he will be, but he has the chance to be. Yeah, I saw an interview with him yesterday on ESPN, and I I really just he sounded mature. He sounded like he was ready for this this big move. We're talking to Jay Billis, ESPN College Basketball Analyst. What did you make of the possibility of bubbleizing? March Madness in Indianapolis. Smart move. Uh, I think it's the only way in the current climate that we're facing that we're going to get an NCAA tournament in. 
you know, you, you have, if you're going to try to get a tournament in 13 different venues from the, the first four to the first round, to the elite eight, to the final four in Indianapolis, it's not going to work. And I think Danny Gavitt and uh, the, the tournament committee realized that and they decided to, to make the adjustment now. So they didn't have to make it later. Uh, and it's a smart move. And, and look, I think a lot of people might feel like I would jump all over this and say, see, they're pros. Um, that, this is not the time for that. They're pros anyway. So this it doesn't matter whether they play in bubbles or not. But you, you'll remember at the beginning of the pandemic when we were talking about all this stuff that, that you had a lot of administrators saying, hey, no students on campus, no college sports. Well, they backed off that in a hurry. Yeah. And and then they were saying, well, we, we can't have bubbles. These are amateurs. They backed off that in a hurry. We're going to start the season in a bubble at the Mohegan Sun. We're going to end it in as close to a bubble as you can get in Indianapolis with the at least I think it'll be in Indianapolis. That's the, the initial indication for the NCAA tournament. It's just smart business like the, basketball needs to have a season this year. Um, the, it, it's really kind of an existential issue for the NCAA. That's the only revenue they have is the NCAA tournament. If there's not a tournament, the NCAA is in trouble uh, after this season. Uh, if we have a tournament, I think we get through this and everything's fine. If we don't, uh, two years of no revenue and, and th- there's a, a, a real existential problem. So I'm glad they're doing it this way and I'm glad we're moving toward it. And oddly enough, Dan, Right now, the students going home on almost every campus across the country going home like this week, next week, whatever it is for Thanksgiving, and they're not coming back. That's the best chance we have to get a basketball season in because the teams are going to be essentially isolated and quarantined on their own campus with no other students. And that's the best chance we have. Yeah, I wondered if the Pac-12 would have waited till Thanksgiving to start their football season with everybody gone and then you try to do it like that or the Big Ten. You know, you want to be in the final four. You want to go to a bowl game, but you do want to get the season in. Pac-12, probably not going to get their season in. The Big Ten stumbled a little bit here, but I do agree with you. Once the students go home, you're basically bubbleizing your basketball team as well. Let me go back to what you said about the NCAA. If they don't have March Madness over a two-year period, what do you think happens to the NCAA? Well, it's going to be, I think there will be a lot of change. I mean, you don't have money. It's going to be hard to operate on the same level and hard to hard to keep employees and all that other stuff. And I think they just lose their grip. Uh, and college basketball gets diminished. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, now, is it going to go? It's not going to go away. But without the revenue, I mean, there, there are going to be so many things, so many dominoes that fall in a negative direction. Uh, I think it gets diminished. And and look, I think it's going to be diminished going forward a little bit anyway. Uh, but but I think it's I think there's going to be a, a loosening of the grip on uh, on college sports and the conferences start taking over. And we see some changes that we wouldn't have anticipated otherwise. Yeah, I still think that the power five uh, is just going to grab college football. They own the, they own college football. NCAA doesn't. And you just secede from the union. I don't know if you see the Power Five conferences in college basketball doing the same. We do love the underdog. We embrace the underdog. The underdog gets a chance. In college football, the underdog does not. Yeah, I I think there's still a reluctance to go away from the current NCAA tournament model. That's a big part of keeping everything together. And look, there are a lot of the old timers like us, frankly, um, but, but guys we know from back in the day that when 
1984, when there was the the uh, Supreme Court case, uh, you know, o- Oklahoma Board of Regents case uh, that took basically took football away from the NCAA. The, the NCAA used to tell in their, their infinite wisdom, used to tell schools how often they could be on television because they thought that they were protecting the gate, like the number of spectators that would come to a game. They thought that's where all the money was. They didn't realize <laughs> that real, the money's in television. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's when the CFA started, the College Football Association started negotiating uh, TV contracts and all that. There were a lot of people that thought it would have been better if if they took football and basketball away from the NCAA and we wouldn't have all the the ridiculous issues that we have now. Um, I don't know that I agree with that, but um, but there's a real reluctance to take basketball, to take the tournament and mess with it because of what you mentioned, sort of the, um, you know, the Cinderella aspect of it. I think if they took the tournament, the Power Five just took the tournament and started their own tournament. They just started their own tournament. They could invite whoever they wanted, but we're going to get to a point where the Power Five's only going to play each other. They're only going to play each other in football. And, and someday they're only going to play each other in basketball because the fans have spoken. They don't want to watch the, these early season, you know, home game versus directional school stuff. They don't go to the games. They don't watch them on TV like they used to. They're not consuming in the same way. They want to watch big shots against big shots. And then we'll leave the Cinderella stuff for the tournament at the end. Would you want Mark Emmert's job as the head of the NCAA? I get asked that a lot because I'm so critical of the NCAA at times. Um, not all the time. I, I, when they do a good job, I say so. Um, but And I, I joke about it, but I, I've served on NCAA committees in the past, both when I was in college and now. I've always said that I'll help. If there's ever a chance I can really help, I'll do it. But the one thing I know is because of my views on amateurism, I don't have to worry about ever being asked to do anything <laughs> by the NCAA. Um, like even, even the stuff they're doing now with name, image, and likeness, like they're such ridiculous baby steps. You're going, come on, man, Let, let's just do this. Uh, I mean, why are we taking baby steps on this stuff? It's over. You know, you, you, you have admitted that they're pros by just bro- broaching the subject of name, image, and likeness. Let's go and get it over with. And they, they won't pull the Band-Aid off and just do it. Were you a student athlete at Duke or an athletic student at Duke? I was, I was neither. Like, I look at it, um, here's what, the way I look at it. When I was playing, I was a, a player. And when I was in class, I was a student. And I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We don't, we don't ask anybody else what their priorities are. You know, there's no other student that you go, okay, now is academics your first priority or are you here for being a musician or are you spending more time in the Greek system or like, what are your priorities? You know, it's kind of like saying, are, are you a broadcaster husband and father? Or are you a husband and father broadcaster? Like what, what's more important to you, Dan? Like it, 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 these are questions that we only ask of athletes. I'm a broadcaster only, first, Jay. What's that? I'm a broadcaster first. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a nominated broadcaster, too. Yes, not, don't win, but we get nominated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld had a great, um, great quote about that, comedians uh, in cars getting coffee. He said, uh, like, apparently Seinfeld, the number one show, uh, didn't win any Emmys as a show, or maybe only won one over that run that they had. And his thing was, who cares? He goes, he goes the job is the award. And I was like, that's pretty damn cool. I should have thought of that. The job is the award. No, it's not. No, the yeah, job is the, the job. Is the, the award is the award. 
but but you know I, you have to give yourself some credit and i give myself a lot of credit for <laughs> acting like when somebody else wins and we're clapping acting like we're legitimately happy for the winner there is an art to that jay because every year when bob costas would win i had to act like um I'm a little surprised, but not that surprised. You know, you go, oh, oh, yeah. And then you know that somebody's watching you. And then I used to start clapping when they were opening the the envelope. Like, I just wanted to get ahead of this, that, hey, that Dan Patrick's team. Yeah, Bob Costas won another damn whatever sports jamming. Yeah, it's, it's an art. It's an art. It's acting is what that is, Jay. It is acting. That is, acting. is acting. And, and that should be an award too. The the <laughs> best performance by a loser. And the winner is once again Dan Patrick. Um, <laughs> have fun tomorrow night, there, Jay. Great to talk to you as always. Thank you for your insights. It's never as much fun without you there. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. But I'm not coming back to the mothership, Jay. Well, I could come to you. Oh, whoa. Uh, let me see. Who do I get? I'd have to get rid of this would be like a James Harden situation. I'd have to get rid of probably three Danettes. Oh, I'm worth more than three Danettes. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Good luck tomorrow night. Thank you. That's Jay Billis, ESPN College basketball analyst. We'll take a break. Got phone calls, play of the day. And McLovin promises a poll question right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, a ton, 
include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Oh, my God. The play, the play, play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Cousins, six of six. Two receivers left, one right. Back to pass. Fade for the end zone. And it is caught. Touchdown. Adam Thielen with a 17-yard touchdown. He caught it on Buster screen. It was a one-handed, left-handed grab. That was a great catch by Adam Thielen. Finished with two touchdowns. He's got nine on the season. That's second most ever by a Viking through the first nine games of a season, topped only by Randy Moss's 10 through nine games. And uh, that is your play of the day. Play of the day is brought to you by Built Bar. Simply the best tasting protein bar around. I love all 18 flavors that they have. Mint brownie, coconut almond, pumpkin chocolate chip. It's like dessert, but it's good for you. Protein, BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code DP, 20% off. I saw this, and I thought you might be interested. We're going to talk to Adrian Wojnarowski coming up in about a half hour from now. I saw this headline. Some Nets players don't want James Harden to join the team. This according to uh, Sports New York's Ian Begley. Some Nets players were contacted by, quote, people around Harden about the possibility of the guard joining the team. Not all were in favor of the proposal. I'm guessing the guys who are going to be traded for James Harden aren't big on the deal to bring James Harden into Brooklyn. People around Harden contacted some Nets players to discuss the possibility of the perennial all-star joining the team. Per sources, some were supported... Uh, supported, but not all players contact that had about the potential Harden to Brooklyn deal were in favor of it. Here's another tweet. Reading the tea leaves, it sounds like James Harden wants the Nets, but Kyrie Irving doesn't want James Harden. Seems like we're a little too far down the road for that one. Didn't somebody run this by Kyrie? One of the three head coaches they have there? Uh, Rick Kamala. Rick Kamala Sports is the one who had that tweet that uh, James Harden wants the Nets, but Kyrie Irving doesn't want James Harden. Is this Kevin Durant calling all the shots now? Because that's what it feels like if that's the case. You know, I got the feeling when I first heard about this, it was like, you know, maybe the Nets do trade for James Harden. And then a year from now, Kyrie Irving is on a different team. Like that was the feeling I got. Not that that would happen, but it feels like KD, James Harden, you're going to have everybody going to be happy there. Yeah, Seton. But why would Kevin Durant 
sort of help put this together with Kyrie Irving and then just as they're about to finally play together, blow it all up? I don't, I don't know. I'm only going by the tweet. I mean, it doesn't make sense for them to get James Harden and then, you know, a year from now you trade Kyrie. But how can you possibly think about bringing in James Harden if Kyrie has not signed off on this, if that's the case? That seems impossible. Only unless James Harden has, like you were saying earlier, he's agreed to play off the ball again. Yeah, but why is it that this tweet says Kyrie doesn't want James Harden? If Harden says, hey, I'll play off the ball, you're the point guard, let's move it around like Golden State does, and then all of a sudden you go, Harden wants the Nets, Kyrie doesn't want James Harden. Whew. All right. We'll talk to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. He'll join us uh, coming up. Kirk D. Cousins will join us a little more than an hour from now after the win against the Chicago Bears. You know, the problem when you have that standalone game, there's a great thing about a standalone game when your team plays well. When they don't play well, it feels like everybody knows your business. You know, you try to keep private. You know, your neighbors, you don't want your neighbors snooping, looking over the, you know, the hedges there, the fence there. When you have the standalone game, Everybody's kind of looking in, seeing what you're doing, seeing who's coming and going. They got garbage there. Have you seen the garage? It's a mess there. That's what happened last night with the Bears. Now, they could have won the game, but you start to go, man, Bears, they're not very good. But they were in the game, but it feels like that standalone game is never good when your team doesn't do well. Yeah, Paul. As a Bears fan also, after last night, even though it wasn't an awful game, it feels hopeless. It doesn't feel like there's anything to latch on to with the Bears. You know, if I'm a Vikings fan, you got a nice quarterback. You got a Jefferson, a good receiver. You got a great running back. As a Bears fan, you feel hopeless. Like a Jets fan, at least you feel like we're going to get Trevor Lawrence, and that's hard to screw up. As a Bears fan, it feels a little. There's about four really good players, and that's it. You got to have a quarterback. Yeah. You don't have a quarterback. We got two guys who can't play quarterback. Yes. And one's hurt. Yeah. Actually, they're both hurt. My bad. One has hurt feelings, and then the other one got. Hip? Yeah. Trubisky's got a shoulder injury. Oh, he does. Which explains a lot. Okay. Yes, McClellan. So they're just going to start all over, though. I mean, Nagy's not going to survive. If Nagy No, gets, no. So you're kind of like in the same boat as the Jets and all these other but teams. But you're not bad enough to have a top three pick. Right, but at least you get the coach in. You know, make a run at Biennemi. Yeah. I hope Eric Biennemi turns out to be great because, man, we're building up the hype. He's older than Mike Tomlin. I think Eric Bieniemy is like three years older than Mike Tomlin. Do we have a poll question, McLovin? I have three Bears-related poll questions. Why? <laughs> but you answer them in rapid succession. Okay. Real quick. Bigger problem for the Bears. You know what? Let, let Paulie answer them. Bigger problem for the Bears. Nick Foles or Matt Nagy? Matt Nagy. It's over. The fans are bail, have bailed on him. This is for everybody. If you're Eric Bieniemy, which job would you want if I gave you the Texans, Jets, Falcons, or Bears? Well, it doesn't sound like the Texans are going to entertain the idea of bringing him in if they're going to give it to Romeo Cornell. Uh, do I want the Falcons? Do I want the Jets? I guess you have to see where the Jets draft. If the Jets have the number one pick overall, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, do I want that job? I would need to know what the Falcons game plan is. Are they going to trade Julio Jones? Are they going to trade Matt Ryan? I, I would need to know a little bit more. What else do you have? And finally, I'm going to save this, but Paulie has a good question. Which team feels the most hopeless? And obviously the Bears are in this. But he uh, nominated some interesting choices, teams that I wouldn't have thought were hopeless, but I will tell you after the break. 
Wow. Do you think that's going to keep people in their cars? I think it's going to uh, clog up traffic for miles. People wow. will not get out of the car now. Wow. Adrian Wojnarowski on the possibility. Harden wants the Nets, but does Kyrie want Harden? What's he think of the Chris Paul trade to Phoenix? Kirk Cousins in a little more than an hour from now. And college football coaches on the hot seat. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Everything you love about Mercedes, the style, the comfort, the technology, the choice is now available in electric. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice, all yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.